Blog Talk Radio. And now I present to you that international Bible teacher of teachers, Seer Israel of Seedwell. He will utter dark sayings and mysteries which have been kept from the foundation of the world, showing us the way to go. Hallelujah, Yahweh. True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Radio. Worldwide international radio broadcast, Yaquas Radio, is now on the air. I be your host by name, your seer, Israel of Seed Royal. We're doing a series called From Covenant to Exile, Biblical Scholarly Journey of the True Israel, the Israelite. My broadcast. All right. So we do see on the international side, it's all packed down, over 900,000 plus on the international side. And on the left side, with those are coming in to uh, put their bricks in, put their bricks in, uh, they is not on. So what we'll do, we'll think, what we'll do, we just, we just uh, soundly uh, play, this is day of, um, called Valentine's Day. All right? All right. Let's let's see what the other nation says about this day. Valentine's Day. Let's find what they say about this day. We're just a play set up a lot of memos on the on the on my answer saying I'd take take it off. 
and played a few of them. So let's see what they talked about Valentine's Day. What well, we get ready to get it right now, Valentine's Day. Let's talk about it. See what's going on, because I know I think I was on the bus today. I see a whole lot of people have their Valentine. I love you, Valentine, right? Okay. Let's see what the day is all about historically by doing the detective investigation. But so happened they made it easy by just leaving messages on the ass machine. Let's see what they say that we can uh, hear and read. Let's see what they say. Thank you. 
you would sacrifice your baby to the devil. So it was all about sensuality. It was all about having an orgy or sex, uh, getting together and having sex, which the Bible calls it. Isn't that what Satanists do when they get together? All right. So uh, a lot of messes on, on, on these topics. So right now we're waiting on those coming on stage. Nobody came on stage yet. You know, they are always ready. I'm always very ready. Again, we'll give it all we got as our last. But I, I was on the bus today, seen a whole lot of Israel. The Israelites had all types of Valentine gifts, candy, and I've seen the other nations. They parked on everybody's corner, and they everybody's corner that looked like you. That looked like you, Israel, Israelite. You know, that look like you, because they know you're going to go for it and you enjoy the other nation's holidays, pagan holidays, dark holidays, better than they do. So they, they say, listen, they enjoy the holidays better than we do. So we just sit there and make money off of them. That's what we do. So see, Ray, that's why it's so important to support this ministry, so we can set up a nice big school. Banquet Hall, radio station, uh, for the elderly is on their way out, and the young ones is coming in. So donate, contribute to this ministry, and watch what we do to help our people out of the conditions at the end of the day. They spend a whole lot of money on on a pagan day called Valentine's Day. See? So I'll play a little bit more, but right now nobody on the left side is ready to come in and read. And do they part? So let's play a little bit more of these ass machine messages I got. And uh, are you enjoying what you're hearing? Or do you got your Valentine's Day candy with you now? And your Valentine card? Do you know where cards come from? Let's play a little bit more of this Valentine. How about that? Let's play a little bit more. Then once somebody come on the left side, ready to come on stage, any members out of six anointed camps come on stage, they will come live. Please play out the machine message until they're ready to come live. Oh,
defied Claudius and continued to perform marriages for young lovers and people. When Valentine's actions were discovered, Claudius ordered that he be put to death. So, others insist that it was St. Valentine of Terni, a bishop, who was the true namesake of the holiday. He too was beheaded by Claudius II outside of Rome. Other stories suggest that Claudius may have been killed for attempting to help Christians escape harsh Roman prisons, where they were often persecuted. According to one legend, the imprisoned Valentine actually sent the book Valentine proving himself after he fell in love with a young girl, possibly his jailer's daughter. Before his death, it is alleged that he wrote her a letter signed from your Valentine, an expression that is still used today. Now coming to the time of Pope Gerasius I, he muddled things in the 5th century by combining St. Valentine's Day with Lupercalia to Christianize the pagan holiday and bring in more converts. But the festival now is more of a theatrical interpretation of what it once had been. But at least they put their clothes back on. Around the same time, the Romans celebrated Gallatin's Day. Gallatin meant lover of women. That was likely confused with St. Valentine's Day at some point, in part because they had rest. As the years went on, the holiday grew sweeter. Chaucer and Shakespeare romanticized it in their work, and it gained popularity throughout Britain and the rest of Europe. During the Middle Ages, it was commonly believed in France and England that February the 14th was the beginning of the bathing season, which added to the idea that the middle of Valentine's Day should be a day for romance. The English poet Geoffrey Chaucer was the first to accord St. Valentine's Day as a day of romantic celebration in his 1375 poem, Parliament of Fools, writing for this before St. Valentine's Day, when every fool cometh there to choose his mate. Valentine's Queen was popular as far back as the Middle Ages, though written Valentine didn't begin to appear until after 1400. The oldest known Valentine still in existence today was a poem written in 1445. In 1415, by Charles, Duke of Orleans, to his wife while he was imprisoned in the Tower of London, following his capture at the Battle of Agincourt. The greeting is now part of the manuscript collection of the British Library in London, England. Several years later, it was believed that King Henry V hired a writer named John Wingate to compose the Valentine notes to Catherine of the Lost. Well, I thought of anything, Valentine might have originated from him. Yes, but actually not. Right. Cupid is often portrayed on Valentine's Day cards as a cherub, launching arrows of love at unsuspecting lovers. But the Roman god Cupid has its roots in Greek mythology as the Greek god of love, Eros, a cast of the spirit Mary. Some say he is the son of Nyx and Arabus, others of Aphrodite and Ares. Still others suggest he's the son of Iris and Zephyrus, or even Aphrodite and Zeus, who would have been both his father and her father. According to the Greek archaic poets, Eros was a handsome immortal, played with the emotions of gods and men, using golden arrows to incite love and meaning warmth to sow version. It wasn't until the Hellenistic period that he began to be portrayed as the mischievous chubby child to become a Valentine's Day cross. Eventually, the tradition made its way to the new realm. The Industrial Revolution ushered in factory-made cards in the 19th century. And in 1919, Highmark cards of Kansas City began mass-producing Valentine. And February has not been the same since. 
Valentine died in approximately AD 270. Others claim the church may have decided to celebrate in mid-February to Christianize the pagan Roman celebration Lupercalia. The first Valentine sent in the United States was in the 1840s by Esther Howell. Most of us um, several of us have pagan practices connected with those holidays and how those holidays come from paganism and they've been Christianized because a certain church has, has uh, from Rome has taken these and tried to make something that was pagan into something that's Christian. Well, is it? As we look at Christmas, we see there's still a lot of the same pagan practices like the tree and the, the Yuletides and many of the things that they do at Christmas today. That doesn't come from the Bible. That comes from pagan practices and the worship of Nimrod and Semiramis and things like that. We looked at Easter. We saw how, you know, for a Christian, we think Easter is yeah, a resurrection. But what does the world do on Easter? Well, so the world is all about bunnies and eggs and things like that, and that's definitely not from the Bible. That comes, again, from Semiramis and pagan worship of Saturnalia and things like that. Then we looked at Halloween and how it's so pagan in origin. The Druidic pagan uh, teachings and it's a pagan holiday and they did evil things, All Spirits Day or whatever they call it. And uh, we looked at how there's so much paganism steeped in these holidays, and yet today we celebrate them. You see, the world is still evil, and the world is turning against God more and more every day. It's really kind of sad to me to see how the world is doing what it's doing. And the Bible tells us that in the last days, there will be people that depart from the faith. And it warns us about the last days. And how in the last days there'll be a falling away from the truth. And that's here. And we'll, and we'll get to those we'll here a little bit uh, later. It can be traced back to why February 14th. That's Caesar in the middle of this feast of the Romans. And as we've seen, Christmas goes clear back to the Romans. December 25th was what? Not the birth of Christ. It was actually the birth of Saturnia or Nimrod. And it goes back to the worship of, of Nimrod. Uh, same with Easter. The worship of the Ishtar, which was Semiramis. So all of these things, they go back to pagan Rome. So what we're going to find today is that Valentine's Day goes clear back to pagan Rome. And it goes back to a fertility festival honoring a false goddess in a false
Log Talk Radio.
Of the true Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Oh, we're not 
And now, Voices of the True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, All right, we live, live, live. This is a live broadcast, a, a six-part um, from Covenant to Exile, biblically, scholarly journey of the true Israel, the Israelites, the people of the book. The joins was called Private Investigation on the true Israelite part number six. But we also know today, although we, although we played some messages off the answer machine that was left about Valentine's Day, and we, and we did see a whole lot of children of Israel, the Israelites, old and young, with Valentine candies, balloons, blowed up, and everybody happy. And, and so we played earlier in the beginning of the broadcast, it's the origin of Valentine's Day told by the ones that produced Valentine's Day. They don't want to come up with it. And they say that really the day that they dress up like goats and beat just out the head with blood and slap the women with strings of blood. That's what they say. But they mentioned a word called they are dressed up like goats. Now, that's what I want to take a look at. I wonder, I wonder who was dressed up like goats, um, half goat and half man, and where that goat come from. You know, so I think I'm going to investigate. I will investigate that a little bit with detective work, private investigation, biblically, on the goats. Because that's what they did. They dressed up like goats. And to a sister old seal, right now, uh, one is mothers out of camp one, mother D of Israel, so she on stage, and that's a great thing, because um, she know um, she got to lead by example, and like I said again, because we um on the right track, mother D of Israel, so we got to do our thing, thing like it is, you know, it's urgent for us to dip it up, get prepared for what's to come, and then what's read over there in Romans 4, 17. You got to call things although they not as though they are. And when you keep calling and confessing out your mouth, guess what's going to happen? It's going to happen. Bottom line, land, school, banquet hall, radio station. Got to keep telling about it. Got to keep telling them. Listen. The Bible says you're supposed to support the ministry that you listen to. The Bible says you're supposed to take 10% of your earnings and and give it to the ministry so they help the elderly and the young ones coming. The Bible tells you to do that. Unless you, 7 verse 4, you pray in Abraham, a Hebrew, and consider how great this man is. They gave a tenth part of all. So um, if you're going to do Bible, do Bible. Get the show rolling because Yahweh is going to return. And he's going to ask you something. Are you doing, did you do Bible? Uh, you do your personal thing. So it's going to come up on you, see, Roy. So let's bring Mother D up Israel and we'll get something going on on tape number six. So when you meet our mother out of Camp One, Mother D. F. Israel, loud voice, you say. Mother D. F. Israel. 
Yaqua bless you, Sia Israel of C Royal. Hallelujah, Yaqua. Hallelujah, Yaqua, mother. Mother, you know, I'm very happy. And I, I wish that old daughter-in-law was, was, was with you to coming around and get in the microphone, too. But, uh, hey, you got to roll, mother. She's telling you, we got to roll. Because uh, Yaqua got a calling on this ministry. And we got a, it's called Strap Them Up and Make It Happen, mother. And uh, they'll see it in grand style. And that's why we know uh, a lot of things got to happen, mother, that's already going to happen according to scriptures. And a lot of people got to present themselves, so we got to be in position to to recognize them from the page of the book. A lot of people got to show up. Got to show up. And they, they already here, mother, but they got to be identified from the page of the book. And we're going to do that. So, Mother, let's take a look at Luke chapter 12, verse 12. Give it all you got, Mother. Again, sooner or later, the more will be coming on, and we'll get the more going on. But right now, you want to kind of hold out the old fear on take number six. Mother, be up Israel. Look right at Luke chapter 12, verse 12. You see what that say, Mother? Luke chapter 12, verse 12. For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. That's right, Mother. The righteous spirit do his teaching, Mother. He'll teach you in that very same hour. And, you know, it was a, it was a message that was left on, on the machine. And Phil, what, 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 what really is you looking for? What, what you on, Phil? What are you looking for? I said, well, you know, I'm not going to respond to what I'm looking for when I'm on. But I'll tell you one thing. I'll make it plain what I'm about when it comes down to Yahweh's word or what I'm about. All I'm about in this ministry and in this time journey, my whole reason why I come on these broadcasts and take all the abuse that all the nations pass on this here because of Matthew is 25, 21. Hey, mother, D.F. Israel, what it said Matthew 25, 21. Okay. Matthew, chapter 25, verse 21, read. <clears throat> Matthew, Matthew 25, 21. <clears throat> His Yahweh said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. And enter now into the joy of Yahweh, of your Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you see, Mother, that's all the seal looking for. All I want, all I want, all I want to pat on the back from the Almighty say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Because I'm because I'm clear what he said, mother, with a precept in Isaiah 64 verse 4, mother. He made a final statement in 700 B.C. to Isaiah. The reason why we want to press for this mark, mother, because in Isaiah 64 verse 4, what does it say? Isaiah 
54, verse 4. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, neither has the eye seen. O Yahweh, he has prepared for him that waiteth for him. Mm-hmm. That's right, mother. So what he got prepared for us, our eyes have not seen, we ain't heard it. I don't care how many luxuries you see on that one eye fading about that. They got places all the way to the end of the end of the world. But that don't make no difference. Yaquah said, told Isaiah to tell him what he got uh, stored up for those that wait on him, eyes have not seen and, and ears not heard. Matter of fact, while he was talking to the Corinthians mother in 2 Corinthians 4.18, he told them to uh, watch yourself and be reminded and be reminded of these things in your mind. 2 Corinthians 4.18, mother. What do you say in 2 Corinthians 4.18? Yeah, okay. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And I don't want one of them grandbabies get to go make some good old herbal tea for you before you on that microphone. Say, look, grandbaby. I ain't got no Stand around that pizza. Well, make them come here and get some hot herbal tea and get yourself prepared so we can take care of verse number six and give it all we got. Because it should be our last. You never know. That's how you got to play it. So see them give it all they got. And we know mother's going to give it all she got too. That's, and that's what I like about it. So now, mother, in Second Corinthians 4.18, what does it say? Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18 reads, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You see that, Mother? So, Mother, we wait on things that we don't see. And that's eternal, his word. But if you say he got something for us, Corinthians, Mother, 2 verse 9. Can I get a precept on that first, Corinthians 2 verse 9? And like I said again, those that drag and feet, like, remember, the harvest is printed. It's printed work to be done. Six of the counseling. And those that are going to get in where they pin in at, put their bricks in. But the labor is through. It's a big job ahead, but if you want that way up down my good and faithful servant, you got to get in where you fit in at. And I'm still waiting on um, Northern Kingdom, uh, those that can speak the Spanish language to come on the, the broadcast and, and translate a little bit in Spanish every now and then. We're waiting on them to come on the broadcast, too. Because one thing about it, uh, well, you know or not, Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, and Cubans, and Latinos, they, they got something written over there in the 31st chapter of Jeremiah. You want to find Judah if you want to be saved. That's what's written in, in the Jeremiah 31, 1 down to verse number 9. You want to find Judah to be saved and, and to learn the truth of this word. 
You got to come out of all them religions, Catholic Church, Islam, Judaism, and you got to find Yahweh's voice ever to his life. Now, that's reading. You can read that over there in the book called Jeremiah 31, 1 down to verse 9. You can read for yourself. See, you want one day up the road, the northern kingdom headed by Ephraim going to wake up. And they're going to say, come on, let us go find Judah. Because we have heard that Yahweh is with Judah. And they would teach us our way. Well, you know it or not. So later you want to find them. That's why we're going to give it all we got. And probably you step on up, you know, get the, get the, the spirit of unbelief out you. And just go with the Bible. And you'd be surprised what's going to happen. Because all the nations got to come on in and get up on the Yahweh's bosses of the Jewish life, according to Scripture. We're going to read that. And in Ezekiel 37, shortly, uh, you know, once um, some more come on stage, because Mother, she's struggling right now, but uh, she's holding, she's giving all she got, and that's all that, that's all that counts. So, Mother, what you reading there, Mother? 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Uh, verse 9. Uh, verse 9. Verse, verse 9. Mm-hmm. Okay. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But as it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, neither, neither has entered into the mind of man. The things which Yahweh has prepared for them that love him. You see it? So, it, it, there it is. So, Paul talking to the northern kingdom of Israel, the Israelites. Let them know, listen, your eyes haven't seen what Yahweh got prepared for you. So, now, so he making a claim, mother, in end time prophecy in Romans 3.11. This is end time prophecy saying what? What do you say that we can read in Romans, I mean, Revelation 3, verse 11? What what it says yeah. in Revelation 3, verse 11, what does that say? Revelation. Revelation, chapter 3, verse 11. Revelation chapter 3, verse 11 reads, Behold, that's what you say. Yeah, that was what you wrote down. Yes, right. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take your crown. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's exactly, Mother. So you got to hold fast what you got, and let no man take your crown. And that's and that's and that's the bottom line. So, Mother, um, I'm gonna try that. See, I call that old daughter your law. And she can not get on the airways to uh, help bear some of this good old burden. And, and but we be studying, study reading some. So now, 
it's Valentine's Day, because we know a lot of people have they, they the flags, and you, and you see all over the nation. They all in your community got all this stuff. They got all this stuff going on in your community. And they, and they sitting there got everything you need. And they ask you, and you ask them, what's the origin of this Valentine's Day? They don't know it. They say, all, all we know about this day, this day we can make a lot of money off of you. That's what, that's what they say. I said, you know the origin of this day? I was sitting there waiting on the bus. He said, no, not really. But I know one thing, I can make a lot of money off of you. Now, if you make, make nothing off of me, but you can make it, you can make it on that look like me. You know, so, but they mentioned something, a mother, they mentioned something about a, they, they dress up as goats, they dress up as goats, mother. But that piqued my interest on that tape, early part of broadcast, we played, they dress up like goats, and have men and have, uh, you know, but that piqued my interest about the goat. So, but, uh, but what do we say as mother? And Leviticus chapter 18, verse 1 and 26 down to 30. Take your time reading. I'm, I'm going to try to get in contact with that old daughter, old daughter-in-law, daughter, old daughter of Israel, and seeking out to get a, come on, jump on the airway. Like I said, a harvest planet. But the labor's true. Got a big job to do. Step to the plate. Get in where you fit in at. And let's do some yakwad for you to a well done, my good and faithful servant. So, my what it says in Leviticus chapter 18, verse 1, 26 down to verse 30. Okay. Leviticus chapter 18. Leviticus 18, verse 1. And 18, verse 1. Skip down to 26 down to verse 30. Yeah, 26 down to verse 30. 30. Okay. All right. Yeah, go. Leviticus chapter 26. I mean, 18, verse 1. 26 to 30, verse 1. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, verses 26. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation nor any stranger that sojourned among you. Verse 27. For all these abominations have the men of the land done which are before you. And the land is defiled. Verse 28. That the land spurt not you out also when you defile it as it is as it 
spurted out the nation that were before you. 29. For whosoever shall commit any of these abominations, even the soul that commit them shall be cut off from among their people. Verse 30. Therefore shall you keep my ordinance that you commit not any one of these abominations, custom which were committed before you, and that you defile not yourselves therein. I am Yahweh, your Yahweh. All right, dear mother, you finish some verses up? Yeah. Hallelujah. All right. Uh, let's see. Can we? Um, I hope we um, uh, raised up our daughter, daughter, uh, Israel, and say, okay, let me let me get me let me get on this broadcast. Let's see. Let's find out. Do we do we catch up with daughter? Number one thing, the harvest is plenty, but the labor is fruit. Daughter of Israel, Yaquah be your sea royal. And Yaquah bless you, sea sea royal. Seer Israel of Seer Royal. Excellent. All right. Seer Israel of Seer Royal. Hallelujah. Tell me something. Is, is, is you ready to get in and get in where you fit in at and, and uh, put Hallelujah. your work in on take number six there? Hallelujah. All right. Excellent. Because uh, that give mother chance to go. Well, give mother chance to kind of warm some herb or tea and, and get a big belly for every herb or tea and come back. Find that microphone. So what we'll do is, God, we'll, we'll we'll get something going on and give Mother G up Israel a chance to get some herbal tea in her. So in the 26th chapter, you know, we were, we're looking at Valentine's Day, and Mother just got through reading about that was very paganism, and don't get caught up in that. So in the book of Romans, there, daughter of Israel, uh, what do we say in the 12th chapter 1, 2, and 3? Romans 12, 1, 2, and 3. See, can you find that uh, daughter of Israel and take your time and hold that microphone? Oh, Romans 12, okay. 1, 2, and 3. What do you say? All right. I'm flipping through these pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember, okay. remember your index. Uh, remember your index, daughter. Remember how okay, you, I'm, I'm always, looking at it right now. Look at the index first. Then when you find what page Romans on, then you are find Romans, you know, then we can kind of okay, get something going on. Romans I'm ready 12, here. 1, 2, and 3. All right, excellent. So, Mother, don't get that okay, opportunity in have... your mother before you can uh, do your part in grand style. Mother, GF Israel, give Dick better for some hot herbal tea in you. Romans 12, 1, 2, and 3. What's that, daughter? I'm in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of Yahweh, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, righteous, acceptable unto Yahweh, which is your responsible service. 
Verse your two. Rima. That's Rima. Hey, hold oh, on I'm that, daughter. Sorry. It is your Rima service. Otherwise, what he's saying, daughter, don't look for no pat on the back when you're taking care of Yahweh's business. It is your reasonable service. Come on. Verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove good and acceptable and perfect will of Yahweh. Verse 3. For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than ought to think, but to think so barely, according as Yahweh hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Mm-hmm. What he's saying, what he's saying that, daughter, he said, now don't get puffed up. Everybody got a job to do in Yahweh. You in this time period right now. You got a job to do in Yahweh. That's what he's saying, daughter. We got a job to do. Once we find out we are bloodline Israelites, we got a job to do because we was created for these times. So in Second Timothy, daughter, in Second Timothy 2, what we got to do in Second Timothy 2, 1 down to verse 5? In these days we're in right now, what do we got to do in Second Timothy Chapter 2, 1 down to verse 5. Take your time there, daughter of Israel, the Israelites, and look at Second Timothy 2, 1 down to verse 5. Take your time and hobble in that microphone. Come on. Okay, I'm getting there, sir. Hallelujah, And that's what we like. See, we like that kind of spirit right there. The one that least or come to the plate and swing. Come to the prison swing. Because Yahweh, he the one, mother read in one of her clothes, he the one healed, he the one killed, he the one make alive. This man got all the power. So one thing about it, anytime we down, he the one made you down. Anytime you in between, he made you in between. Anytime you sky high, he the one made you. He do all these things. So the last one you want to do is drag your feet on this man with all the power. This man got all the power. As a matter of fact, he makes a statement. We'll take it a little later, daughter. What you give us to read now in Second Timothy 2, I'm, 1 down to verse 5, what it say? Okay, I'm in chapter 2. Uh, I'm in um, Timothy 2, verse, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm in Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Thou, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Yahweh the Son. Verse 2. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Verse 3. Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Yahweh the Son. Verse 4. No man that weareth and tangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Verse 5. And if a man also strive for mess is a mastery 
Mm-hmm. Yet is yep. he not crowned except he strive lawfully? You see that? So he said, if you don't get don't get caught up in this world, he said, now if you're gonna strive for this world, do it lawfully. That means keep the law, statutes, and the commandments. He said, you don't get entangled in this world. So you don't look at all the things you see in this world. You try to get your hand on it. Because he made a plain, uh, a daughter, he made a plain in the book of Michael, chapter 2, verse 10. Now, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna work it out a little bit, daughter. We're going to give Mother a chance to get a big belly full of that hot herb of tea in them. We're going to work it out by the spirit of Yahweh. In Michael, chapter 2, verse 10, it talks some good stuff there to a fear. And what was said that we can... Uh, put our hat on in 2 verse 10. Michael, chapter 2, verse 10. What did it say, that daughter? I'm getting there, sir. You said Micah? Yeah, Micah. Huh? M-I-C-A-H. What, what do we say is in, the, in the book of Micah, chapter 2, verse number 10? What did it say, that daughter? Okay, I'm in the book of Micah, chapter 2. Verse 10, mm-hmm. arise, you, and depart, for this is not your rest, because it is polluted. It shall destroy you even with a sore destruction. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, it's not, it's not your rest. You, you so, so busy trying to get ahead in, in this world. This is not your rest, because you want to, matter of fact, let, let's preach up here. Let me tell you what, what wants to happen, daughter. We're going to play it by the spirit of Yahweh. What got to happen in the book of Ezekiel. Look in your index and find Ezekiel. And, and, and we know you're doing the best you can, and that's a great thing. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 4 and 5. What do we say in Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 4 and 5? Okay, I'm looking at the index. I'm getting there, Sierra. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Chapter 20. Verse 4 and 5. Let's see what that says. Ezekiel 20, verse 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 4 and verse 5. Daughter of Israel. What does it say? Hallelujah. I'm in Ezekiel for wilt thou judge them, son of man, wilt thou judge them, cause them to know the abominations of their father. The abominations. Verse 5. The abominations. Hold on, hold on, daughter. Abominations he said, he, he of want the their son father. Man. He wants the son of man. He wants the son of man, son of man to see her. He said, would you judge these old children of Israel, the Israelites? Show them their abomination. That's what he say. Show them their abomination. Show who? Verse five. Who do you want? Who do you want the Ezekiel to see the to show it to in verse five? Verse five. And say unto them, Thus say Yahweh the Father, in the day when I chose Israel and lifted up mine hand unto the seed of the house of Jacob. And made myself known unto them in the lands of Egypt. 
when I lifted up my hand unto them, saying, I am Yahweh, your Yahweh. Mm-hmm. So you're telling over there, you're going over there and tell them about me. That's what you do. But what do we, what, what, else, what else happened? What else happened, daughter? He said, go tell them, go tell them, daughter. But in Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 7 down to verse 11, what happened when 11 and 12? We're going to Ezekiel chapter 3, daughter of Israel. We're going to look at chapter 3, 7 down to 12. Let's see what happens. I'm in the book of Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 7. Mm-hmm. But the house yes. of Israel will not hearken unto thee, for they will not hearken unto me. For all the house of Israel are impute, 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 I got I-P-U, mm-hmm. and yep. hearted, and hearted it, hard-hearted. And hard-headed. And they hard-headed. They hard-headed. He said hard-headed, our daughter. They hard here. What else about them? In verse 8, Behold, I have made thy face strong against their faces, and thy forehead strong against their foreheads. Verse 9, As an adamant, I have A, B, A, harder That's than flint. Have I made thy forehead fear them not? Neither be dismayed at their looks, though they be rebellious house. Verse 10, moreover, moreover, he said unto me, son of man, all my words that I, ha- that I shall speak unto thee, receive in thine heart and hear with thine ears. And verse 11, and go get thee to them of the captivity unto the children of thy people and speak unto them and tell them thus say Yahweh the father whether they will hear or whether they will forbear boy when you see the word when you see Yahweh indeed in these periods they ask Yahweh the son so now that's Yahweh the son he said now go speak my words to him Ezekiel you go mm-hmm. tell them because the seer deal directly with the angels from Yahweh the Son, but the Father stand above everybody. Verse 27, what did he say in 27? Seer, may I ask, you said, how will I know it says Yahweh the Son? I missed you when you told me that. Well, how we know there's Yahweh the Son? Uh, put your marker right there for me, mother. I mean, uh, daughter. Put a mark mm-hmm. there, put something in there when we come back to this verse in 27 shortly. Let me show you how you know okay. that's the son talking. Okay. Um, we're going to St. John I'm chapter going... 5. St. John 5. I'm going to make a note of it first. St. John 5, 36 and 37. Let me show you why we know this son is talking. St. John chapter 5, verse 36 and 37. We're going to find out. Since you... That was a good, honest question you asked. And just as you asked that question, probably the world 
ask the same question. How do you know who talking? That's a good question. Let's find out. St. John 5, 36 and 37, what does it say? You still looking for a daughter? St. John 5? I'm getting there, Sierra. Hallelujah. What? 36 and 37. How do we know who talking? How do we know the thing is who talking when we see Yahweh in the Bible? That's a good question. Good on this question. We're going to find out. Now, what chapter? What Saint John chapter five. am I in here? St. John chapter 5. St. John 5, write down verse 36 and 37. Then um, once you got it written down, then we're going we gonna to walk down and take a look at that. St. John 5. 36. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well. St. John chapter 5, verse 36. But I have greater witness than that of John for the works which the Father have given me to finish the same works that I do. Bear witness of mine that the Father hath sent me Verse 37, and the Father himself, which hath sent me, hath borne witness of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. Mm-hmm. Good. So you see what he said? He said, now you tell me it's disciples. Now concerning the Father, you haven't heard the Father at any time or seen his shape. So the only one you ever heard was not the father, you heard the son. He said, you heard the father in no time. So the father ain't said nothing to nobody but one man, and that one man is Peter. Let's read that. Only one the father said anything to, according to the son, is Peter. Let's read that for for the record's sake of take number six. Let's read that. Let's go to St. John. I mean, Matthew chapter, we're going to Matthew chapter hmm, 16, pick up at verse 13. All right, hallelujah, and, and we also see. Hallelujah, well, I'm coming through these pages there. That, that came on the broadcast, and now I don't got more than half it now, so we're going to get this business taken care of, no doubt about it. Excellent. So now, daughter of Israel, we're going to, what we want again? We go on to Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. Okay, right. We're going to read and find out what did the psalm say, and we'll read down until we get our point, because that's a good question you ask. A good question you ask. Excellent question you ask. How do we know when we read Yahweh, which one is the one talking? That is an honest question, and we're going to answer that. St. John chapter 16. Verse 13, we'll keep reading until we get our point. Come on. Okay, I'm flipping through these pages here. I'm almost there. All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm in the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 13. When Yahweh the Son came into the coast of is it Caesarea? Yeah, Caesarea. Caesarea. Uh, mm-hmm. P-H-I-L. I don't want to pronounce it wrong. 
He asked that's his all, disciples. Mm-hmm. He asked his disciples, saying, "Whom do men uh-huh. say that I, the Son of Man, am?" Uh-huh. Verse fourteen, and they said, "Some say thou art John the Baptist. Some uh, Eli." Um, That's good. I'm gonna say E L I. And other yeah, Elijah. E G E R or one of the prophets. Verse fifteen. One of the seers. Verse fifteen. He says unto them, But whom say you that I am? Verse sixteen. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art. Yahweh, the son of the living Yahweh. Verse 17. Go ahead. Uh-huh. And Yahweh, the son, answered and said unto him, Bless Simon Barjona, mm-hmm. for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my father, which is in heaven. Verse mm-hmm. 18. That's, and that's I good. Say, that's good with that. So now, we found out that's the only man that he ever, that the father had said anything to was John. I mean, uh, Peter. So that's the honest question you asked. That's a good question. So now, I how do you know? Because the only one, when you read the, when you read about the Yahweh of the Bible, you're going to get more information shortly to take, take some notes because we got the young line. And, and mother said, I've got, I've got my team now. I've got me a big team. And I'm ready to do my part in. And, and so is the young line. We're going to find out if the young line coming peacefully to the roar on that microphone. And, and he heard the, the seers call out and say, listen, the harvest is plenty and the labor is fruiting. And let's see if this brother Makai Israel they ready to holler in that microphone and, and what's going on with him. So when you meet one of them young lions out of Camp One, one of them roaring young lions, Brother Makai Israel, Yaquah be to that Israel. And Yaquah bless you there, Sir Israel. Oh, see Roy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Excellent there, young lion. Uh, all is well. You come in peacefully. Uh, young lion is all is well. I like to say it's Psalms 104, verse 21. The young lions, verse 21 reads, The young lions roar after their prey and seek their meat from Yahweh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, that's excellent. So tell me one thing, young lion. Uh, is anybody else carrying this broadcast besides uh, we on, uh, what we on? Blog Talk Radio. Is anybody else carrying this broadcast there, young lion, that you know of? They can help the national audience. Great. Hallelujah. Why? Well, we know we live right now on the Blog Talk Radio. We also live on the Pal Talk. We also do have our Facebook set up. And you can catch us on our Facebook page under Sear Israel. Once again, you can catch us on our Facebook page under Sear Israel. And we do have our YouTube page up and running. You catch our YouTube page up and running under 
B-O-T-T-Y, Tribe, Y-H-D-H. Once again, we do have our YouTube page up and running. You can catch us on our YouTube page at B-O-T-T-Y, Tribe, Y-H-D-H. And we also do have a TikTok page. Our TikTok page is the exact same name under our YouTube page, under B-O-T-T-Y, Tribe, Y-H-D-H. We ask you all to tune in. And uh, as you tune in, you do have a comment uh, spot down there that you can add a comment to, ask a question down there, and also call the international phone line at 224-600-5579. Once again, on our broadcast that we broadcast on our Facebook page, on our uh, YouTube page, or even if it's our TikTok uh, page, and that's the lineup, you can ask questions and comments on our page, and we ask you all to ask them and call in to the international phone line as well at the 224-600-5579. Over to you, says Real of Seed Roy. Hallelujah. Well, Hallelujah. Well, that was, that's excellent. Uh, young line, that was excellent. Uh, daughter of Israel, she, she want to make sure she uh, saying the right name. Uh, she saying the right name, but she want to distinguish between the father and the son. So, so far we're going to find out that the son is the one that talks to mankind. So now let's get a little bit more on it, um, Brother Micaiah. Let's look at verse number in St. John 5, verse 43. Very important on what he did do in St. John 5, 43. When he came in this world, he looked at his disciples, the followers, eyeball to eyeball, and said in verse 43, what do you say that you're alive? We're going over to St. John. We're going to read chapter 5. We're going to pick it up at verse number 43. We're going to the book of St. John. We're going to chapter 5, pick it up at verse number 43 in the back of the book. The book of St. John, chapter 5, verse 43 in the back of the book. And it reads, I am come in my father's name, and you receive me not. Mm-hmm. And you receive okay. me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. He said, when I came, when I came into his world, I came in my father's name. That's the name I came in. And he also looked at the disciples eyeball to eyeball, young line, in verse 45. And he, he, he continued his speech in 45 out of verse 47. What did he say? All right. I got a young line on the side. I'm too. I'm working with getting him, getting him struck some pages. But uh, we're going to the book of St. John, chapter 5. We're going to pick it up at verse 45 down to verse number 47. We're going to the book of St. John. In chapter 5, we're going to start reading at verse 45. Verse 45 reads, Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father, there is one that accuses you, even Moses, in whom you trust. Verse 46. For had you believed Moses, you would have believed me. For he wrote of me. Verse 47. But if you believe not his righteousness, how shall you believe my words? Hmm. So you see, he so he said, now, until you believe, that Moses wrote of him, he said he talking about himself. Yahweh the Son talking about himself. Moses wasn't writing about the Father. 
So really, you can really put, pick up uh, Dolly. You can pick up uh, Yahweh the Son and watch the young lion pick him up in Genesis 1, verse 1. Watch the young lion that up and come and teach you out of Boston over to Israelite camp 1, pick up Yahweh the Son in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Watch how he do it, daughter, and take note. 1, verse 1 there. Young lion, come on. All right. We're going to the first book of the law. We're going to Genesis. We're going to read chapter 1, and we're going to pick it up at verse number 1. The book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse number 1, and it reads, In the beginning created the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. So you can pick up Yahweh the Son in the beginning. Then when you precept that to Ephesians 3, verse 9, that, uh, daughter, watch, the, watch the young lion precept that in Ephesians 3, verse number 9. Watch the precept part. 3, verse 9, Ephesians. Come on. Be, Going to the book of Ephesians. You're writing it down, daughter. Be writing it down, and then the more you are, and mother uh, specifically just dropped the message. I got to work with my 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 daughter-in-law real good, and I got to see her spirits right. So I got to get with her and get her up to speed, cause big job ahead of us, no doubt about it. Let's see, say Ephesians three verse nine. He talked to the northern kingdom that was over there in Ephesus. Then we told him in three verse nine. What do you say there, y'all lying? All right, we're going to the book of Ephesians. We're going to pick it up at chapter 3. We want to read verse number 9. We're going to the book of Ephesians, chapter 3. And we're going to pick it up at verse number 9, and it reads, the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse number 9. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hid in Yahweh, who created all, Yahweh the Father, who created all things by Yahweh the Son. So he told the son, get on out and get me something, get me something going on. And the case in point is 14, verse 8, down to verse 10. St. John 14, 8 through 10. Now here goes a case in point. He's looking, he's looking at my boy, get on out and get me something going on. Now Philip, he said, listen, man, this thing's sufficing me. Let's see what he said in 14, 8 down to verse 10. Listen good, that daughter of Israel. Listen good. 8 down to verse 10. And uh, and brother Israel, make sure you're taking them notes. Because like I can say, I'm, I'm looking for great things to come at you so you can be able to, them, them little young, young lions will, will follow your lead after you throwing down the word of Yahweh. Yeah. 14, 8 through 10, St. John, deliver. Hallelujah. All right, we're going to the book of St. John, chapter 14. And we're going to pick it up, verse 8, down to verse number 10. The book of St. John. We're going to chapter 14. And we want to read verse 8, down to verse number 10. The book of St. John, chapter 14, verse 8. And it reads, Philip says unto him, Yahweh, the Son, show us the Father. And it sufficient up. Verse 9. Yahweh the Son says unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And has and yet has you not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me, Yahweh the Son, hath seen the Father. And how saith you then? Verse 7. Good. 
Believers you not that I am in Yahweh the Father, and Yahweh the Father in me, Yahweh the Son. The words that I speak, Yahweh the Son, unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father, Yahweh, that dwelleth in me, Yahweh the Son, he doeth the work. Mm-hmm. So he says it's a, it suffices us to know him who is his Yahweh the Son, his Father. He said, listen, when you see me, you're seeing your Father. I'm the one of the Father that's creation. And how we know that in 338 of the book called Luke, how we know Yahweh the Son is the Father of this creation? He's the one that you read in 2 verse 7, breathe into the nostrils of Adam. How we know that? By precept in the Bible, 2, 3, 38 of the book of Luke. What does it say there, young lad? Going over there to the book of Luke, chapter 3. We're going to pick it up at verse number 38. We're going to the book of Luke, chapter 3. We want to read verse number 38. The book of Luke, chapter 3, 38. And it reads, the book of Luke, chapter 3, verse number 38. Verse 38 reads, which was the son of Enoch, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of Yahweh the son. So you see, Adam... When you read Genesis 2, verse 7, you read when Yahweh breathed into the breath of man and man became a living soul, when Yahweh the Son breathed into him the breath of life. Because Yahweh the Son is the father of Adam. He's the father of Adam. Because in the 14th chapter there, young lad, we might take a couple more on that. Then we'll get back to the topic. Because Bill asked a good question, but the song will make it real plain in St. John 14, verse 28. What do you say in St. John 14, 28? All right. We're going over to the book of St. John. We're going to pick it up at chapter 14, and we're going to read verse number 28. The book of St. John, chapter 14, we're going to pick it up at verse number 28. The book of St. John, chapter 14, verse number 28, and it reads, You have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you love me, would rejoice, because I, Yahweh the Son, said, I go unto the Father, Yahweh. For my father, Yahweh, is greater than I, Yahweh, the son. You see that? So there is that there. So that's excellent. So that's how it goes. So we clear now, uh, daughter of Israel, that when you read in the Bible, the Yahweh of the Bible, it is Yahweh, the son. That's the one that got the order from Yahweh, the father. As a matter of fact, it was prophesied in Isaiah 53, Verse 5 through 10, it was prophesied in Isaiah 53, 5 through 10, and, and, and now we feel 
daughter, Yahweh, come on stage. So now we we're really going to get some more stuff going on. That was all about. One thing about it, it's about his, it's about his word. I remember we left earlier in the beginning of the tape, let you know those that was watching our loved ones um, with these Valentine gifts, cards, and happy Valentine. So in the early part of the tape, we placed a message off the answer machine showing you soundly that Valentine's Day is very pagan. It come out of Rome, and it was a day of not good, but they thought it was good, and they respected it. But one thing they said about it, they dressed up like goats, and they made some straps, and they whooped everybody with straps up, whooped the women with straps of blood on them, and that was mm-hmm. to get them prepared to have sons and daughters. So when you listen to the beginning of the tape, you hear all that, that the true meaning of Valentine's Day. And I was on a bus today, and I seen a whole lot of, the children mm. of Israel, Israelites, with all <laughs> types of Valentine. I love you, my Valentine. <laughs> even even they talked about the mistletoe. So we covered a lot of bases. That's why it's so important to support this ministry for land school break with our radio station because we have to set up a a profound understanding for those that's on their way out, elderly, and the young ones that's coming in to stop this foolishness and get away from this paganism because Yahweh is not going to intervene long as you keep doing the things that the other nations set up. You got to find out what your lot is and start dealing with what the Bible is saying, then Yahweh will intervene. And we'll take care of that shortly after the young lion brings whatever we got on the table, and then we're going to crank up daughter of Yahweh and let her get in that microphone holler a little bit, too. And that's a great thing. So what's your name, that young line? Going to the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, and we're going to read verse 5 down to verse number 10. The book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verse 5 reads, But he was wounded for our transgression. He, Yahweh the Son, was bruised for our sins. The chastisement of our peace was upon Yahweh the Son. And with his Yahweh the Son stripes, we are healed. Verse number six. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Yahweh have laid on him the sin of us all. Verse seven. Yahweh the Son was oppressed, and Yahweh the Son was afflicted. Yet, Yahweh the Son opened not his mouth. Yahweh the Son is bought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his sheep is dumb. So Yahweh the Son opened not his mouth. Verse 8. Yahweh the Son was taken from prison and from judgment. And who should declare his generation? For Yahweh the Son was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people was he stricken. Verse number nine. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit found in his mouth, Yahweh the son. Verse number ten. 
Yet it pleased Yahweh the Father to abuse Yahweh the Son. He had put him to grief when you should make his soul an offering for sin. Yahweh the Father shall see Yahweh the Son his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasures of the Yahweh shall prosper in his hand. Mm-hmm. So we find out that Yahweh the Father, through the mouth of Isaiah, let you know the son is his seed, not Joseph. It's his seed. He's the one who created him, and we can go deeper with that, but we're not going to do it. And 138 chapter of the book of Psalms, we can go deeper with that and show you exactly how it happened, but we just want to put enough on the table for daughter of Israel to understand the Yahweh of the Bible is the Psalms. You ain't heard the father at any time. All one he ever spoken to was one guy called Peter. And that was the son. Say, everybody else, you let the son take care of that business. So when you read the Yahweh of the Bible, you read Yahweh the son. Let's get, come on in there, uh, young man, and I'm going to bring Dalton in, and we're going to stretch out some more. Let's, let's see what Peter says in First Peter 2.24. So Peter is the only one that the Father dealt with according to St. John 16, 13 through 19. That's the only one. And the Son said, he said, I didn't tell you this, Peter. My Father and everyone knocked me out the way and told you all that what you're talking about now. So he made it plain. The only man that ever the Father talked to was Peter, the chief speaker of the nation of Israel, the Israelites, Peter. So now Peter made a final statement in First Peter 2.24. Yeah, line, what did he say? We're going to First Peter. Chapter 2, verse 24. We're going to the book of First Peter, chapter 2, and we're going to pick it up at verse number 24. The book of First Peter, chapter 2. Verse number 24, and it reads, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24 reads, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. You see that? So Peter let you know, he don't want to hold a tree for you. And through his stripes, you are healed. So you got to make sure you got the sun right because the stripes of the sun, that's how you heal. Now, young line, give me the eighth chapter because all the big dignitaries uh, cornered him up. And then he dropped the bombshell on, on them when they cornered him up. You know, they are... Uh, they call him up, young lion. And the St. John chapter 8, verse 52, let's see what he did all the way down to verse 59. Let's see what happened in St. John chapter 8, verse 52, down to verse 59. Listen real good, daughter, daughter of Israel. Listen real good. Exactly what this, when the big dignitary is calling them all up, and he going to deal with them. Straight up. St. John 8, 52, down to verse 59. What happened there, young line? 
going over to the book of St. John, chapter 8. We're going to pick it up at verse 52, down to verse 59. The book of St. John, chapter 8, verse 52, down to verse number 59. The book of St. John, chapter 8, verse 52, down to 59. Verse 52 reads, Then said Yadah Judah unto him, Now we know that you have a devil. Abraham is dead in the seer. And you say, If a man keep me saying, He shall never taste of death. Verse number 53. 53 reads, Are you greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the seers are dead. Who makes you yourself? Verse 54. Yahweh the son answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honors me, of whom you say that he is your Yahweh. Verse 55. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I should be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying. Verse 56, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. Verse 57, then said Yadah Judah unto him, you are not yet 50 years old. Has you seen Abraham? Verse 58, Yahweh the son said unto them, Truly, truly, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Verse 59. Then took they up stone to cast at him. But Yahweh the son hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Ain't that something? You see that? So Yahweh the son said, look here, let me tell y'all something, big thing, Terrence. Before it was Abraham, I was. I am. Before it was Abraham, I was around. I've been around. I'm the first of his creation. That's what he said. You know what he did? They picked up stones right inside the head. But what did he do? That is out of their sight. He still had the power to do some things and it was the plus of man. They ready hit him with a rock. And that's saying that will happen when, when you learn this word and those who learn this word your closest love woman won't, won't hit you with a rock. How they want to do. What? What you mean, Valentine's Day is from Satan the devil? Really? I just got a box of candy. Matter of fact, my, uh, my better had made up with me by bringing me a box of candy and, and a balloon. He told me it ain't going to be all right. Yeah, but that's from Satan the devil. So the other part of the tape, in the beginning of the tape, you understand all that. You tuck it at so daughter of Israel, you properly you you got it, and go back over this tape and study it. But the but the Yahweh of this Bible is the Son, by order of this that's greater than him. Get down there and get me something going on, and that's what happened. So we're gonna bring our daughter of Israel in, daughter Yahweh in, and we'll give up their mouth. So like I said again. Uh, this is a big job to hit us. The harvest is plenty, but the labor is fruit. Hey, daughter, Yahweh. Yahweh, big it up, see you right here. 
Yaquah, bless you, Seer, and Israel of Tibor. Hallelujah. Well, excellent. All right, that daughter, daughter of Yahweh. Let's see, we get a full in, and, and then by the time we're going to check with mother, he up his record, she, uh, she said, I got to give me some herbal tea, uh, sir. I gotta, I'm, I'm going to give it all I got. So I got to give me a big belly for the herbal tea. If I can crack up some more, we'll find out in a few minutes. But now, daughter of Yaqua, we got to be clear on some things that uh, we need to know. We, we, we know something. Matter of fact, in the second book of Ezra, daughter of Yaqua, I need to lay a little foundation down because um, we're doing this series called From Coming to Exile, the Biblical Scholarly Journey of Israel, the Israelites. But some things we need to know, daughter, of Yahweh, in Second Ezra 2, verse 1, let's find out something, and we'll look at verse 16, and I want to pause on 16. Once you read 2, verse 1, then read me verse 16. I want to pause on that because I want to do a little precepting on that to really bring this out. Second Ezra 2, 1 and 16. What does it say there, daughter? The book of Second Ezra 2, verse 1 and 16. Chapter 2, verse 1 reads, Thus says Y-H-W-H Yahweh, I brought this people out of bondage, and I gave them my commandments by my servant, the seer, whom they would not hear but despise my counsel. Verse 16. And those that be dead will I raise up again from their places and bring them out of the grave, for I have known my name in Israel. Mm-hmm. So those that be dead, he going to raise them up again. Those that's dead, he going to raise them up again. That's big talk of that, daughter. So he's saying, he's telling Ezra, now, look at this, listen to this picture right here. Those that's dead, he's going to raise them up again. But what kind of, what kind of shake those that's going to be dead They're going to raise them again. Now, let me check with Mother D.F. Israel for, and see if she got enough that every key in her, where she can look at 12 verse 7 of the book of, of, of what? Ecclesiastes in the regular book. Hey, Mother, look at 12 verse 7. Let's see how that boy sound now. Happened you got that big belly full of every key in you now. And 12 verse 7, Mother, what that sound like? Come on. Okay, let me get there. Twelve. Twelve by seven. It's it and, Ecclesiastes. Um, twelve by seven. Ecclesiastes chapter twelve verse seven reads: Then shall the dust return to the earth, as it was, and the spirit shall return unto Yahweh. Who gave it? Uh-huh. 
So Yahweh saying, this body, the cell you got right now, it's going back to where it came from. But he going but he gonna take hold of the spirit, mother. He gonna hold on to that spirit and have and have it in his hand. I gotta put a rabbit out of here. He say, he said, I bet you going back to where you came from. Now, daughter Yahweh, have me. Ecclesiastes chapter one nine through eleven waiting on me, but but now I want to take a look at something, uh, young man. He said, I do. The spirit going back. He said, hey, that's right. He don't want he don't want to breathe into the nostrils that breath of life. I know that spirit is going back, but he says something. Young lion, Brother Micaiah. He makes a profound statement. And we want to see, can we tie that in? What is he saying? In the 49th chapter of the book of Isaiah, young line, Paul Micaiah, let's see what, he, what, he, what is he saying here. In 49, he, he says something that we need to know. In 49, Verse 15 and 16. Now, if I can read 14, let's make it sound good. Young lion, Brother Micaiah. Isaiah 49, verse 14 down to verse 16. Let's talk about it. Young lion, Brother Micaiah, come on. All right, we're going to the book of Isaiah, chapter 49. We're going to pick it up at verse 14 down to verse number 16. We're going to the book of Isaiah, chapter 49. Chapter 49, verse 14 down to verse 16. The book of Isaiah, chapter 49, verse 14 reads, But Yahweh Judah said, The Yahweh hath forsaken me, and my Yahweh hath forgotten me. Verse 15. Can a woman forget her suckling child? that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb. Yet they may forget, yet will I not forget you. Verse 16. Behold, I have graven, I have graven you upon the palms of my hand. Your walls are continually before me. So, yeah, so his business is you. Give me a precept on the 18th chapter, verse 5 and 4 there, young lion. So the the power of the mighty one, Yahweh, the son, is letting you know that I got you in the palm of my hand, Israel, the Israelite. So he told old, old seer Jeremiah in the 18th chapter, verse number 5 and 6. What do you say that young lion, Bob Makai? What do you say in the 18th chapter, Jeremiah, verse 5 and 6? The book of Jeremiah, chapter 18, verse 5, and verse number 6. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 18, verse 5, reads, Then the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, verse 4, And the vessels that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel, and seemed good to the potter to make it. Verse 5 and 6. Read verse 5 and 6 there, young line. Verse 5 and 6. 
Verse 5, read. Word of Yahweh came to me, saying, verse 6, O family of Israel, cannot, cannot I do with you as this potter, said the Yahweh? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O family of Israel. Yes. So a family of Israel, see, you hear this business, but you don't know that you is this business, and you is the protege of the world, but you think you African American and Negro, and and Saint Valentine's and, and stuff like that. See, that's what you think you is. But we are gonna have to take care of a whole lot of that in the nice Caitlin and the Mars take. So now, now back to daughter, my daughter Yahwa. So we find out that the spirit of Yahwa, once she set this thing down, once she set this thing down, she's over it. But the spirit returned back. The breath that you breathe returned back to Yahweh. So the spirit of whoever you are is in his hand. And what, and, but something that you need to know about it, according to 1, verse 9 through 11 of Ecclesiastes. Go to Yahweh. What is that in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse number 9 through 11? What is that? The book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. Verse 9 reads, The thing that have been it is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Verse 10, Is there anything whereof it may be said, See this is new. It had been already of old time, which was before us. Verse 11. There is no remembrance of former things, neither shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come to those that shall come after. Mm-hmm. And that, 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 that's big talk, daughter. That's big talk. Now come back and read that second Ezra again, that uh, verse 16 again. Now that's big talking, my daughter. Now, now you don't stumble up on something. Now we got to deal with it. Second Ezra 2.16, what it say? Okay, let me get back to second Ezra. Second Ezra chapter 2. Second Ezra chapter 2, verse 16. Verse 16 reads, and those that be dead will I raise up again from their places and bring them out of the grave. For I have known my name in Israel. Mm. Those that be dead, he's going to raise them up. Now, now, now you own something that, daughter. Now, let's talk about it in um, Michael chapter 5, verse 5. Let's see who, who you going to raise up again. That was told a young lion, Brother Micaiah. Give me that Revelation chapter 7, verse number 10. Give me 7, 10 verse 7. Make it 10 verse 7 there, Brother Micaiah. Now, I think daughter owns something now. So we might want to deliver the knockout blow. And Revelation end time prophecy and, and 10 verse 7, what's going on with that verse there, Brother Micaiah Israel? Come on. 
All right, we're going to the back of the book, the last book of the Bible, Revelation, chapter 10. We're going to pick it up at verse number 7. The book of Revelation, chapter 10, verse number 7. The book of Revelation, chapter 10, verse 7 reads, But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he should begin to sound the mystery, of Yahweh shall be finished, as he has declared to his servants the seer. Yeah. So all the mysteries of this Bible he has declared by his servants the seer. So in Amos 3, verse 7, with the precept on that uh, young line, what it say? When we get back with daughter, we should be all something that we really take a note on the international side. And, and, and brother Israel, make sure you're taking them notes now. Look what it says in Amos 3, verse 7. What does it say there? Brother Makai, what does it say? We're going over to the book of Amos. I'm going to read chapter 3. And we're going to pick it up at verse number 7. We're going over to the book of Amos, chapter 3. We're going to pick it up at verse number 7. The book of Amos, chapter 3. Verse number 7 reads, Surely, the Yahweh, Yahweh will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servant, the seer. Mm-hmm. So he, so he cleared out his thing, and clear about who gonna know what. Now back to daughter, they go daughter Yahweh red world, and at one verse line, at one verse nine, the Ecclesiastes, she read this thing. Ain't gonna know that they are back, but the spirit of Yahweh, He gonna place that spirit. And who is this thing He talking about? God at Yahweh. And chapter six, verse ten and eleven. What is He talking about? Daughter of Yahweh. Ecclesiastes six, verse ten and eleven. What does it say? Daughter of Yahweh. Okay, the Ecclesiastes chapter six. Verse 10 and 11. The book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 6, verse 10 and 11. Verse 10 reads, That which has been is named already, and it is known that it is man. Neither may he contend with him that is mightier than he. Verse 11 Saying there may be many things that increase vanity. What is man? The better? Mm-hmm. So the thing you're talking about is man. Now we won't now we won't talk about what man, daughter. Remember, all his secrets have been revealed to his servants to seal. They know it. What did he tell a seal to write in Micah chapter five, verse five? What did he tell him to write, daughter? In Michael chapter 5, verse 5. Okay. The book of Michael. The book of Michael, chapter 5, verse 5. Verse 5, chapter 5, verse 5 reads, And this man shall be the peace, when the Assyrians shall come into our land, and when he shall tread in our palaces. Then shall we raise against him seven Seven seers and eight seers, um, and eight principal men. 
seven shepherds mm. and principles. That's right. So we found out once a series, and that's just a protocol word for uh, a cliche word for those that's in power to be Esau and his five sons to have came in your land and taken over both of your lands. Now look at WCC. Where that at? What do you mean where that at? Uh, okay. Well, we'll stop and take care of that. Where that at? Uh, young Lion, Buck McCallion, they won't know where that at. Let's precept that to the seer know about it. Let's see in the 36th chapter of Ezekiel, 1 down to verse 8. Let's see how we know that these Assyrians he's talking about is Esau and his five sons today. How do we know that? He said, I will do nothing but reveal my secrets to my servants, the seer. That's what he say. So let's see what he told the seer to write. A long time ago, in the book of Ezekiel 36, 1 down to verse 8. Take your time that young line and, and raise that voice up a little bit so I can really get into this lesson on tape number 6. Come on. Right, we're going to the book of Ezekiel. We're going to chapter 36, and we're going to pick it up at verse number 1 down to verse number 8. We're going to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36. We're going to pick it up at verse 1 down to verse number 8. Verse 1 reads, the book of Ezekiel. We're going to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse 1 reads, And it came to pass in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Yadadu, that this word came unto Jeremiah the seer from Yahweh, saying, Verse number two. Take you a roll of a book. And hey, write hold on, there. hold on, that young man. Hold on, hold on. Look at Ezekiel 36, verse one. Real carefully, that young man. Hallelujah. 36, verse one. Look at it real carefully, young man, and, and deliver the knockout blow. He wants thing about it. I say you miss a class, you miss a lot. You know that time is going. That is going to be all. 36, one down to verse eight. Young man, deliver. We're going to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse 1 down to verse number 8. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse 1 reads, Also, you son of man, prophesy unto the mountains of Israel, and say, you mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Yahweh. Verse number 2, thus says the Yahweh, Yahweh, because the enemy has stand against you, aha, even the ancient high place, our isles, our isles in possession. Verse 3. Therefore prophesy and say, Thus says the Yahweh, Yahweh, because they have made you desolate and swallowed you up every side that you might be a possession unto the residue of the 17 nations. And you are taken up in the lips of talkers and are in, in infamy of the people. Verse 4. Therefore, you mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Yahweh, Yahweh. Thus says the Yahweh, Yahweh to the mountain, and to the hill, and to the river, and to the valley, to the desolate waste, and to the cities that are forsaken, which became a prey, derision, to the residue of the 17 nations that are round about you. Verse 5. 
that are round about. Verse 5. Therefore, thus says the Yahweh, Yahweh, surely in the fire of my jealousy have I spoken against the residue of the 17 nations and against all Esau and his five sons, which have appointed my land into their possession with the joy of all their minds, with despiteful minds to cast it out for a prey. Verse 6. Prophesy, therefore, concerning the land of Israel. And say unto the mountain, and to the hill, to the river, and to the valley, thus says the Yahweh, Yahweh, Behold, I have spoken in my jealousy and in my fury, because you have borne the shame of seventeen nations. Verse 7. Therefore, thus says the Yahweh, Yahweh, I have lifted up my hand, surely the heathen that are round about, they shall bear their shame. Verse 8, but you, O mountains of Israel, you shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit to my people of Israel, for they are at hand to come. Mm -hmm. So you see, so he talked about Esau and his five sons. Now back up and look at verse 35, verse 1, 6, and 10 down to verse 15 there, young lion. 35, verse 1. Then pick up a verse 6, then 10 down at verse 15. So we clear exactly who's who that will reveal to the seer exactly for these days for you understand exactly who's doing what. The ones in your land right now in the land of Israel, here's the prophecy of them going into your, your land with what kind of mind? It's spiteful mind, and he said, your enemies. So all this a bucket up buttercup stuff that you're doing today, not according to the Bible. That's why you got to know what this Bible saying. Ezekiel 35, verse 1, skip down to verse 6, then 10 down to verse 15. Look, we told old Seal in Ezekiel 35, verse 1, young lion, then 6, 10 down to verse 15, deliver. We're going over to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 35, verse 1. 6, 